How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Quick Hits. This is coming out Friday, October 9th. Uh, we've got week five picks against the spread. Teddy Pristash joining us back again. Uh, just doesn't learn his lesson. I'm three weeks in a row just having a better record than him. Both of us still doing well this year. I'm 28-14-1. Teddy is 22-19-3. and Love having him on. It's always a fun time. Obviously, the, the most fun I have with a podcast. Um, had to record this one a little bit earlier than usual. Uh, we usually tape these Friday morning and just release it right after. I got some family in town, um, and it just worked better to do it Thursday. So uh, listen in to our predictions of Thursday Night Football. Obviously, we do not know the outcome, but you all do by the time that you're hearing this. So hopefully we, we nailed that one right. I think both of us picked a pretty sizable win for the Buccaneers, but who knows? We could always be wrong. Um, but yeah, enjoy enjoy the episode. Fun conversations here. Not a, not a ton of awesome games, but some really interesting ones where we talk about it. There's going to be a lot of teams that we really learn a lot about this week. So go on, enjoy the episode. Hope you guys all appreciate it. Um, and then we'll be back Monday, of course, wrapping up week five of the NFL season, talking about anything and uh, taking a look at how these picks went. Without further ado, here's Teddy and I's conversation on week five picks. We now welcome back in friend of the podcast, Teddy Pristash, all the way from Syracuse, New York, here to talk Week five of the NFL season, bets against the spread. Ted, we usually have to, uh, w- this week more than others, we had to hustle around for some of these lines. We've got a lot of games out there that are still up in the air, if they're going to be played or not. Uh, fortunately, we found lines for all but one game uh, so far. Uh, I guess two being if the Titans and Bills actually get scheduled to play on a Monday or Tuesday. Um, so a, a wild week. Um, you know, we, we had another great week last week for us. How were you feeling about your picks last week? Yeah, I feel I felt great, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think I went, like, here I have it right here, um, eight and five and one, yep. which is good, but I'm in my uh, in my bets that I actually took, I think I only lost, like, one or two, so, so I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and we, like we said, we had our, you know, we both had good weeks again. Updates on the standings, um, I'm, I, I'm at 28, 14, and one. Um, we had our first push of the season with the Buccaneers winning uh, by seven, um, which, which was their strength. Which was pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very electric. That was a, that was a fun game. That was a fun game. Yeah. Um, and, and then you're standing uh, at 22-19-3. Um, let's see. You will get the chance to either refuse to bet against the Jets or, you know, maybe change it up a little bit if you so choose to. Um just looking through some of our, I guess, our, our best ones. We hit on the Colts. Uh, our best bets, um, actually, last yeah. week, we both went 3-0, and which is also much better than what we did um, in week three of the season. Both of us were on the Colts minus three. I was on the Saints minus four and a half. You were on the Seahawks minus seven, which was a, you know, a, a very close one. Ended up being an eight-point game. And then we were both on the Buffalo Bills minus three as well, too. So best bets, when, when we recommended some strong ones, they hit this week. Hopefully, do the same this week. Uh, when you took a look at the lines, what were your impressions? Because I was a little scared with where some of these are at. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I think it seems like we're developing kind of a pattern here. Because yeah. week two, when we first started doing this pod, we were very confident. We did very well. Then uh, week three, it was kind of iffy. Then last week, we're doing well again. Then this week, it feels kind of iffy. So, yeah. but, but honestly, it's exciting when these games. 
when these games are are kind of up in the air because that's the ones that that you're excited to watch, you know, and right. learn about these teams. Oh yeah, it makes you think a whole lot more, and there are definitely some interesting lines, especially in the primetime games for me. There's some big spreads here too that are very interesting to go through. Um, one thing that I want to do before we get into the picks, we are recording for the first time on a Thursday before Thursday night football. So, Ted, we are going to just predict what happened in Thursday night football. It's Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Denver Broncos, or against the Chicago Bears, excuse me. We've got the rematch of Tom Brady and Nick Foles. Buccaneers are three and a half point favorites right now. Very, very interesting line, um, you know, just considering the fact that last week the Bears played the Colts and they were three point underdogs. They only scored nine points in that entire game, or I think it was 11 points by the end of it. Um,. Really interesting line. I'm going to go and, and say that this is a Buccaneers win by up in the range of seven or more. I just really think that when this Bears offense can't run the football, as we saw against the Colts, they rushed for 28 yards, which was 1.7 yards a carry, I believe. Um, they can't get things done. Tampa, just like the Colts, they both have top three front sevens in football right now. And um, defensively, I think that the... the they match up better, um, you know, the, the Buccaneers' offense matches up a little bit better than the uh, Colts' offense did last week, where they're going to really stretch the field on the Chicago defense. Um, it's, I think they're going to put up a lot of points. You know, obviously they're still working through some injuries, some guys up in the air, if they're going to play tonight or not. Um, but sitting here, this podcast is released on Friday. I'm going to say the Buccaneers win this one uh, 31-20. to 20. Ted, where, where, where are you predicting with this game? Yeah, I'll tell you right now. I uh, <clears throat> yesterday I logged into my my book in order to go through these uh, lines and, and make some notes for the podcast, and I saw um, I saw Bucks minus four and a half, mm-hmm. and uh, my jaw kind of dropped, yeah. and I took it right away. And then I just logged in um, and saw minus three and a half, and I just took it again because right. <laughs> I I think this is I think this is a great lock, you know. Yeah. Uh, Bucks are just a better team than the Bears. I think the Bears, and I and I think this is actually an interesting note, um, just about how NFL spreads work. But but these teams that kind of luck into some wins, then end up getting some points given to them on the spread, and that's where you can capitalize right um, on picks. So I absolutely love the Bucks bet tonight. Um, I just think they're just an all around better team than um, than the Bears and. The Bears with Foles came out, and they didn't do anything more than they have been doing um, last week. So, so yeah, I like the Bucks. Um, do you want me to give an exact score? Sure, just throw it I out there. Let's say, see. If- I will say 34 to 21. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so I, I, always, I did this last year on this show where I would just throw out a score prediction. It's funny how wrong you can be sometimes, and so... Um, oh yeah, I think that's going to be wrong, but yeah. I think the Bucks will cover for sure. Right? Yeah. So it'll be we'll we'll wake up and and uh, and this podcast they'll they'll have some uh, they'll have a good laugh if we are completely off or hopefully we uh, nailed this one and it it means good things for the rest of the week. So let's transition now into our picks week five against the spread. Uh, we are going to start with the battle of Philadelphia, the one two and one Eagles, uh, fresh off a. Sunday night football victory over the 49ers in what was one of the ugliest games I think I've ever watched. Uh, taking on the 3-0 Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who are at home, 
They had an extended break uh, after their game with the Titans last week was postponed, so haven't played since week three of the season. You heard Big Ben come out and make a note that it really threw off his groove a little bit. He thought he was getting comfortable back playing football after the injury to just have it halted. You have to think that, look, you know, an extra week of preparation is, is totally fine. Um, you know, it's, it's essentially their bye week of the season. So um, this one opens up as the Steelers minus seven. Really great defense in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, not a whole lot to love in Philadelphia. What is your breakdown of this game, Teddy? Yeah, um, well, going back to the uh, Eagles-Niners game, you, you hit it right on the nose. That was just that was an ugly, oh, ugly game. And and I just I still don't think the Eagles are a good team. Um, you take in I don't know what the exact score was, but but when the Eagles got that pick six, that kind of put the game away and made it seem more out of hand than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just I just don't think the Eagles are a good team, and and I, I I have been high on the Steelers this year. What I will say, I understand what Ben is kind of talking about with. Um, you know, he's getting a groove. He's only been back for three weeks after like a whole year of sitting out and things like that. But mm. um, I just think, I think exactly what you said, an extra week for these coaches to be able to game plan and and understand, okay, we're not playing Tennessee. Who's our next opponent? Who do we have to worry about? And then be able to game plan um, for a week and a half for the Eagles. I just, I, I think that that's a very underrated um advantage for the Steelers Mm -hmm. and so yeah I'm taking Steelers minus seven gotcha yeah yeah look I I think this this is one of those games where I I am not going to necessarily throw a whole lot of money on unless the line moves uh one way or the other between now and Sunday I'm going to go on the flip side here I'm going to take the points with the Eagles I really do think that the Steelers have one of the best three to five defenses in the National Football League uh they you know I think the top three defensive front sevens right now are, like I was saying, you know, the Colts, um, who are we just talking about, the Buccaneers, and the Steelers. They have a terrific front seven. My one thing with the Steelers, I, I love the extra time to prepare and all of that. I just, I, I don't have a ton of faith with just based off who they've played so far. You know, they start off Monday Night Football against the Giants. They win that one by 10. It was a lot closer of a game. Daniel Jones was moving the ball down the field. He obviously threw a turnover in the red zone. So that ends up, you know, being what? Is that closer to a three-point game? Uh, Then against the Broncos, who are already badly banged up in week two, they only won that one by five. And I believe that was when Jeff Driscoll was driving them down the field to potentially win that game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's right. And then look, you know, the, the Texans have Deshaun Watson, but they're they're an 0-4 team for a reason right now. Um, and and they uh, and they won that one by seven. I am just for some reason, look, because I think the Eagles roster is just as bad as some of these teams that they've faced, but I just think it's gonna be one of those ugly games where neither team really gets in a good groove. I still have questions about the Pittsburgh offense. I am not a James Conner guy. I'm not a real Juju Smith-Schuster guy. I think he's one of those like terrific wide receiver twos, but putting him in that one role and expecting him to be like elite consistently, I don't. I I, I just I I don't love it. Um, they're still trying to figure it out with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Um, I just think it's going to be a really ugly game. I think the Steelers win, but I think it's more closer to a three or four point game. Uh, where they gut it out at the end or force a turnover as the Eagles are trying to tie or win the game. So uh, I'm going to take the Eagles plus seven. And um, like I said, I I don't feel great about it. I just think it's going to be an ugly game. 
All right, starting off with a disagreement. I, I love it. Yeah, these these lines are crazy, man. I'm I'm very interested to see where we go through the Definitely. rest of the slate. Uh, let's move on down to our next game of the schedule, which is the Los Angeles, uh, Rams. Sorry, let me just pull something up real quick. I don't know where my Rams notes went. Oh my gosh, I can't find them. Well, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, go right ahead. Oh, there we go. Rams minus seven against the Washington football team. Thank you. I looked at this line and I Rams, 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 Rams. <laughs> and yeah. I think, what, who did the Rams play last week? The Giants. And it was ugly. The Giants. And they should have done a lot better than they did, mm-hmm. but they didn't. And I think this week they will turn that around. I, I have no reason that they won't turn it around. And Washington coming out with Kyle Allen. That's the perfect team to get back on a roll, get that offense some momentum again, put up some points. I'm taking Rams minus seven, and I love it. Yeah, I love it as well, too. And the reason being, you know, we took a look at the Giants, and we say it was a kind of a letdown game. They were, you know, favored by 13 points in that game. So, you know, to feel like, you know, we think that they might have underperformed, you know, that was one of our bets that didn't hit last week. But 13 points is is a huge spread. It was um, up there with the um, with the Ravens as some of the biggest spreads of the week. And so to take a look and say, okay, we're cutting that in half now. And they play a, a, a Washington football team that uh, banged up in the front seven, but it's still a really great front seven. The secondary, I think, will get picked apart. And then look, Sean McVay's got a little animosity towards this organization. Um, you know, he had a lot of success when he was in that offensive, um, you know, uh, group there with RG3 and some uh, Kirk Cousins years before he moved on uh, and took the, um, the job with the Rams. I think that this is a, you know, it's a homecoming game for him. I think he's just going to want to go out there and flat out dominate. Um, meanwhile, like I said, with, with Washington, they're going to have to figure it out with Kyle Allen, who obviously understands the playbook um, better than Dwayne Haskins. That's why Haskins was moved all the way down to three on the depth chart. Um, they're going to try and work things through. I do think probably that the Washington offense looks better with Allen just because Haskins is one of those guys that just needs more time to uh, get comfortable with playing at the NFL level. Um, I agree with you. We're going to do our favorite bets at the end. I'm, I'm assuming this will be one for both of us. I don't know about you, but I, I love the Rams here. So I'm, we're going to agree on that one. Ted, it's now time to talk about the game that is the absolute most frustrating thing in the world to me. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who have now fucked me over two weeks in a row um, on, on some massive payouts that we've you know lost... Uh, their picks, uh, betting them against the spread, two weeks in a row now to the Cardinals, and, or sorry, to the Panthers and uh, the Lions, and they're playing your 0-4 New York Jets, and I said that the Cardinals were dead to me, man, I did, uh, but Arizona is opening up here as seven-point favorites, Jets now going with Joe Flacco, uh, Sam Darnold will not be playing this week, are you not betting on this one, are you not saying a pick, or now that Sam Darnold is out, you feel more comfortable betting against the Jets? Well, here's my problem. <laughs> I think if I'm going to give any betting advice, it's do not bet on the Jets. Yeah. The Jets stink. They stink. They stink. My problem here is the the storyline that I know would just make me the most angry oh, no. is, if, is if the Jets go out here against the Cardinals as seven-point underdogs with Joe Flacco, not Sam Darnold, 
and they win this game. Oh. And Adam Gase all of a sudden gets new life just because he won a game with a backup quarterback. And I, it, it just it looks too perfect to me, just like perfect in a terrible way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the reason I'm not going to bet this game is because I truly do believe if you gave me the option to pick, I would pick the Jets. But don't pick the Jets. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna refuse to bet again. But like, oh, it just makes me so frustrated. No, that that would be the the just the absolute worst situation for for Gates because then it, it and not even just for Gates but for Darnold too, man. I mean, yeah. look, that just sucks because you know last year he was out for a few weeks and it didn't go well. He came back in and it went really well for a bit. Um, it, it would just be a, it, it. Everything in New York is just so messy right now. It's so funny because on Monday's podcast, where I went through each game, I, I brought up the Cardinals and how they were dead to me and how I wasn't going to bet on them again. And I was like, well, let me see what the schedule looks like. And then I pulled it up. I saw the Jets and I said, fuck, here we go again. So I'm, I'm hammering the Cardinals here, Ted. Um, I am actually going to hate my life if they somehow fuck this up. Um, I just think, you know, after two rough stretches, I think we've lowered expectations on the Cardinals now where this is the, the best game to really go back in on them. Um, because, you know, they screwed up with the Lions, they screwed up with the Panthers, everybody has lowered their expectations. I don't think anything on this defense scares me when it comes to Kyler Murray. Um, I think he'll have a, a, a field day and then look... We saw Joe Flacco in Denver with better weapons than he has here, and it didn't go well. So I, I'm a little skeptical to see what they can do on offense at the very least. So I'm going Cardinals here, minus seven. Yeah. And, and, and I just want to touch on the Cardinals a little because, you know, I can always get stuck with the Jets. But, but mm. I feel the same way about the Cardinals. They were a team that I was high on, kind of like everyone else, yeah. um, that have dis- definitely disappointed. But but I did that exact same thing as you. I said, all right, so where are we going to go from the Cardinals from here? I still believe in their talent, but they've let me down. I said, let's see who they're playing next week, and what do you know they're playing the Jets? Yeah. <laughs> so I would say this is just honestly a good opportunity to for them to bounce back. And, and right. I just, yeah. My, my thing with the Cardinals, and I've said it all season, they're, they're, their first half of the schedule is so easy that they, they need to be at a really good spot. I mean, obviously now it's like a 5-2 and two start where you are like, okay, maybe they can do well against their own division and maybe sneak into the playoffs. Um, realistically, now at 2-2, two and two, I just don't think that this is going to be the year, especially when you take a look at their defense. I think, you know, the Seahawks, the Rams, even the 49ers, no matter who's out there, are going to pick apart that defense. So um, I've definitely lowered expectations after they've, um, you know, kind of faltered after that 2-0 and oh start and lost to the Panthers and Lions now, but... This is definitely the week to, to to make the move on them one last time because look seven points. I mean, what what have the Jets' scores been this year? Have they have they lost a game that was within seven points this year? I don't think they have. Mm, no. No. Yeah, I don't think they have. So seven, I feel pretty good about, especially with that offense. Um, yeah. Moving on now to a AFC South divisional matchup. Um, just an ugly game in, in all respects, in all aspects. Um, the one in three Jacksonville Jaguars. Traveling to take on the 0-4 Texans, now led by Cleveland Brown legend Romeo Crennel. Um, you know, serving as the defensive coordinator, now promoted to interim head coach. 
Very messy game. Two bad teams. Uh, the spread right now is at Texans minus six. Despite everything that's going on, despite the you know change in the coaching, um, or you know them being zero and four and just being gashed by the the Vikings last week. Uh, Teddy, it's a very ugly game. An interesting line. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, agreed. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Um, and and this is this is a time where. I either have the opportunity to stop picking. I picked the Texans two weeks in a row, and I've lost on them. Yeah. Or I could pick them to lose to the, or to be within six of the Jaguars. I'm going to pick the Texans again, and I don't like that I'm doing it, but I'm simply going to ride out the uh, the theory of you know you got a new coach yeah. and the team comes out to play a little harder and things like that. That's mm-hmm. What I'm waiting for with the Jets. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, mean, I just I, I think the Texans they have talent, you know, and and they just have been do they haven't been putting it together. But I, I still just I, I same as last week when I couldn't see them going 0 four. I really don't see them going 0 five, especially against the Jaguars, especially with a new coach. This is their opportunity to turn the season around. Um, this is probably the easiest opponent they've had on their schedule so far. Yep. So I'm taking Texas minus six. If they lose, I don't know. Dude. Bury me somewhere. Yeah, if they, this is kind of just like with the Cardinals. It's like you, you keep betting on them. They keep screwing you over in consecutive weeks. But I agree with you. I'm going Texans minus six. And the only thing that worries me, the only thing that I'm really worried about is if the Jags get an early lead and then they can just run the ball like the Vikings. Right. Right. Because, you know, James Robinson has been a very uh, bright spot of this team this season. And if, you know, if they get off to an early lead with some quick scores and they can just run it out, it's going to be tough for the Texans defense to get the Jacksonville offense off the field. Um, But like you said, I think I think we see this a lot where it's like, okay, a new coaching, you know, there's a new energy in the locker room, especially when the reports come out that there was a a kind of a player revolt in the locker room against Bill O'Brien. You know, when you heard that and that J.J. Watt kind of started this kind of revolt after a heated argument with him, the players are going to be pretty pumped now that they've got this new start. They can move on from the, the bad blood that might have grown between the locker room and Bill O'Brien. And um, and look, at the end of the day, it's it's Deshaun Watson versus Gardner Minshew. Uh, the Jacksonville defense, I'm not sure about Miles Jack. I believe he's out for this game. Um, in the game against Cincinnati last week, when Miles Jack was out of the game, the defense virtually had no, no threat at all, um, and, and that was really when the Bengals started to coast over them. Uh, Texans are going to get their first win of the season to me. Um, I'm, I'm taking minus six as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting game here. I, I don't know. I, I think the Jaguars are just one of those teams where it's like the, we also have to say that the Texans are probably the toughest team that they've faced so far outside of the Colts who they beat in week one, right? I mean, who have the Jaguars really played? They played the Dolphins, the Bengals the Colts and the Titans. So this is obviously the best quarterback that they've faced all season. So yeah. I'm just going to put my faith into Sean and the new energy in the locker room to get their first win. Um, so let's move on. We, we were just speaking about the Cincinnati Bengals. Now at 1-2-1, and one, Joe Burrow got his first victory last Sunday. They are traveling now to Baltimore. Um, they are traveling to Baltimore to take on their biggest uh, opponent all season, the Ravens 3-1. and one. Um, Covered the spread last week, the Ravens, minus 13.5, only won by 14. Um, it was a little shaky at times. It wasn't always just a, a fully 
gelled unit on offense. I still have questions about the run game. I'm not going to lie, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, it just doesn't seem like it's in a full groove yet. Uh, Baltimore opens up this one as 13-point favorites. Ted, are you riding Joe Burrow, or do you think the Baltimore defense is too scary? Oh, yeah. You are so right about these uh, these lines. They are some scary lines. Dude, they're so sketchy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I do. Last week, uh, picking the Bengals definitely felt good. Um, like I said, I wanted to be ch- I, I I hoped I wasn't just chasing um, Joe Burrow's win, but was actually seeing yeah. um, what looks like someone who's going to be a good quarterback in this league, in my opinion. Um, right. He, he can throw the ball well. He, he, play, he makes plays. He, he looks like he stays pretty composed in the pocket. Um, but the Ravens are the Ravens, and um, at the end of the day, the Bengals are not a good team. The Ravens are one of the best teams in the league. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Ravens minus 13. Mm. Now, this is not going to be a bet that I'm probably actually betting on. Um, but I'm just going to go with the better team here and pick the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. The this, this spread is a little worrisome, but I think the the Bengals have yet to face a really tough defense this season. Um, it's been some okay units, been some meh units. The reason that the Bengals look so good this past week is because they finally established the run game. They involved Joe Mixon in the passing game. Not going to be able to do that against this front seven in Baltimore. This defense is, you know, top to bottom, one of the best units in the league. And so I, I think that also to, to consider that the Bengals don't any have any pass protection. You know, the, the Jaguars last week really didn't put pressure on Burrow, so he had time to not lose his head. I am going to fear for Burrow's life. I mean, he took some pretty hard hits the first three weeks of the season, and then yeah, last week was a little bit easier for him, but this Ravens defense is just destructive. So I'm with you. Just taking the better team by here. The Bengals are still a project um, in my eyes. You know, good for Joe to get his first win of the season last week, but I don't think that this one's going to be close this week. And just one more thing I want to add. If mm-hmm. you don't think the Ravens know that they're playing the number one overall pick yeah. and they want to make a statement, then... Yeah, look, I, I don't know what to tell you. I think they really want to make a statement this week, also just because you know you lose to the Chiefs two weeks ago. It's a very ugly game. Um, you, you, everybody's got this narrative: you can't come from behind. You know they're zero and twelve, I think, in the last two years when trailing at halftime. Then they go out against Washington, and look, they put up a lot of points, but an offense that had been really bad for Washington was moving the ball on them a little bit. And so I think that you know the, they still aren't happy with where this team is at, and so to say, okay. We are just going to have our defense ball out in the front seven, put pressure on Joe Burrow, eliminate the run game. I, I think this will be a blowout, unfortunately, uh, for the Bengals. Yeah, I'm there with you. Yeah. Really interesting line here in Atlanta. The 2-2 two and two Carolina Panthers, um, who have, been, have looked really good these last few weeks against the Cardinals and the Chargers. Uh, they traveled to take on NFC South opponent uh, Atlanta Falcons, who are 0-4. Uh, despite all of that, with the Panthers being you know, on the move and the Falcons still being winless, Atlanta opens up as a point favorite in this one. Really interesting. It's kind of the same situation. You know, When are the Falcons going to get that first win? Are the Panthers legit? We're going to learn a lot about both of these teams. Uh, what's, what are your feelings on this, Ted? Yeah, um, so this was the first game that I looked at for this week. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, I was just like, wow. I, I'm stumped, yeah. you know, because this this is one of those games. We you have the Panthers, who I I, I don't have my exact numbers, but I think I, like 
out of the four Panthers games or three Panthers games, I think I'm one and two or zero oh and three, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the Falcons, who, like I've said on every podcast, are not a fun team to bet for or against. Right. Um, so I think with this game, you bet both teams are pretty bad, um, but with the upside of being able to score points and with offensive talent. Now, I believe that Julio is not going to play. Right. And last week... Um, Calvin Ridley, I don't know if it was Dude. because of the injury or because of um, whoever was playing him on defense, but he put up a big goose egg on the on the day. Um, and I just I think not having a fully functional Julio really affected them last week. Um, so I'm going to pick the Panthers plus two. I, I think I've been picking against the Panthers these past couple weeks, so or plus one, excuse me. Um, but I'm going to pick the Panthers. This this is a tough game, man. And, and, and with the Falcons and the Panthers, I don't feel very confident, but I'm going to pick the Panthers. Yeah, it's one of those games where I agree. It's just like, man, what are you supposed to even do here? Um, I, I am going to take the Falcons to get their first win of the season here. And especially with the spread being one, I just think that this is a game where they get their first win of the season. This is definitely by far the least talented team they've faced so far this year. You know, they start off with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson just cooks them. Um, the Cowboys game, yeah, the Cowboys definitely don't have a great defense, but their offense is electric, it, you know, and it was a one-point game and really a fluky game. They, they probably should have won that, you know, 99.9% probability. Um, then they go and play the Bears, which we all know Nick Foles comes back and, you know, makes this uh, remarkable comeback. And then you face the Packers, where, like you said, Julio Jones was out and Calvin Ridley laid a goose egg. Um, Real just side note about this, I entered Monday Night Football in one of my fantasy leagues just needing three points to win the game. And I had Calvin Ridley in there. And I was like, oh, that's a shoe-in. That's an easy dub. And then, um, that is tough. A tough loss. He dropped a touchdown in the end zone. And then on the final drive, he had been so bad that day, they benched him for the final drive of that game. So all these guys are out there making catches that aren't aren't Calvin Ridley. And I'm just it was so frustrating. But wow. I, I'm going to bet on the Falcons here. I, I just... I'm not a believer in the Panthers yet, and I, I keep saying that they're slowly and slowly proving me more wrong. I just think the defense is very young. Um, they've got stud players. You know, they drafted well on de- on defense last year. All seven of their picks came on the defensive side of the football, the first time that's ever happened. And for the Falcons, I just think that, you know, I, I think Calvin can come back, do a little bit better. I think they'll be able to move the ball on him. Um, it's going to be it, – it's, it's such a tricky game, um, but I, I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I just think they got to get that first win of the season. Yeah, this will be an interesting one. Very, very. Um, moving on now to a game that uh, we had to search around for the line for for a while. Um, this game is, I guess, kind of up in the air because the uh, Chiefs had just recently played the Patriots. Stephon Gilmore had tested positive for coronavirus, and that's a couple of, of players now in New England that have tested positive. They just played the Chiefs. It took a while to find this line. The Chiefs... Um, who, as we were just saying, you know, beat the Patriots on Monday Night Football and what was a very, very interesting game where, you know, if it, if it was for Cam Newton under center instead of Brian Hoyer and then Jared Stidham, probably a lot closer of a game, maybe even a different outcome. Um, but they are now traveling, or they're now, um, excuse me, they are now hosting the 2-2 two and two Las Vegas Raiders uh, who just lost back-to-back weeks to the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Both, you know, not the Patriots game wasn't, terribly close. They were moving the ball in that defense. And then, you know, the Bills game, it ended up being, you know, about a touchdown spread there. 
Um, Chiefs open this one. The line we finally found, minus 13. Uh, divisional game, tough one here. The Raiders' offense looks really good at some times, but their defense is a real liability, um, and that doesn't speak well when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and company. Uh, what do you think, Ted? Yeah, um, so this game is, <clears throat> to me, all about um, the Chiefs and how they can respond. Um, I'm trying to see last week. Oh, what I wanted to touch on was that uh, last week, if you pay attention to our graphic and if you listen to the podcast, oh, yeah. you might have been confused, like, oh, Teddy picked the Patriots. Well, once Cam Newton came out, I decided to switch my back to the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say I did bet the Chiefs minus nine and a half, um, which they covered. So that counts as a win for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but even so, I mean, that game, I think the Chiefs could have looked better. I, I think they, but I mean, granted, the Patriots have a good defense. Yeah. And then two weeks ago, you have the Chiefs-Ravens, where the Chiefs didn't really um, dominate the game. I mean, they, 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 they did have a lead, but it wasn't the type of high-scoring um, affair that we kind of thought was going to happen from that game. Um, so I'm going to pick the Chiefs to kind of bounce back as an offense. Um, like we say, 13 is definitely a lot of points, but like we say, uh, betting against the Chiefs is always tough. And I just think they're going to come out and, especially in a divisional game, try to try to play. Um, again, this isn't one that I love. Um, the 13 points scares me a lot, but, but mm -hmm. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Yeah, it's certainly a big spread. My biggest thing with the Raiders so far is their offense does look really good, but as soon as they get in the red zone, it falls apart. Uh, it seems like Derek Carr misses a lot of throws in the red zone or gives up on plays too quickly. Um, so they settle for three a lot. And you can't do that against really good teams. They, they did it against New England a few times. They did it against Buffalo. It didn't work. And now against the Chiefs, who match up better than, you know, I'd say the Bills and the Patriots do against them. Just, you know, the Chiefs offense versus the Raiders defense. And I think that this is probably just a pretty easy win for the Chiefs. I expect a big game um, from Clyde, uh, you know, who's been a little, you know, hasn't been great the last few weeks, but he's played some tough defenses, so it makes sense. I think that they can gash the Raiders' front seven. Um, you know, the, I, I just, the, the Raiders' secondary has potential, but it's very young, so it's going to take them some time. I don't think that they've got it figured out yet, um, so I agree with you. I'm going to take the Chiefs here, minus 13. They're just the, the much better team. The line is a little scary, but I think right now, the Raiders, everybody had these, oh, wait, are the Raiders good after they won their first two games of the season against the, let's see, it was the Panthers, it was the, yeah, the Panthers, and then I forget who they played, oh, it was the Saints on Monday Night Football, yeah. um, but I just, I, I think the Chiefs don't, I don't think this is a good matchup for them at all, and, um, and one thing that I always like to give credit for with the Chiefs, because it's not talked about enough, everybody just talks about the offense, um, uh, Steve Spagnola does a great job as defensive coordinator for the Chiefs since he's been brought in at the beginning of last season. So um, I think that this defense will do will match up pretty well against them, and then Chiefs Chiefs win big. Um, another game that we had to search around the line for a little bit, and this one I I just I don't have a good feel for this game at all, to be honest with you. Uh, the one in three Miami Dolphins, who were driving at the end of the game to try and tie things up with Seattle. Uh, doesn't go well. Ryan Fitzpatrick, only quarterback in the league this year to have multiple games of zero touchdowns and multiple interceptions. Um, really interesting to see when they decide to, to move on from, from Fitzpatrick and, and give Tua a shot. I'm surprised that you know we haven't seen it yet, but also there's a part of their schedule where it gets very easy, so that just might be the time that they try to throw him out there. 
Um, but meanwhile, they're traveling to take on the San Francisco 49ers, who, as we were speaking about earlier in the show, had a very ugly loss to the uh, Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Uh, they made the switch to C.J. Beathard late in the game, and he almost he almost won the thing for him. You know, ended up being ended up coming a little bit short at the end, but he drove the ball down the field. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are questionable for this game. Jimmy Garoppolo might be back, so that's why it took us some time to find the line. We got it at 49ers minus eight. Uh, Teddy, do you feel more comfortable with this game than I do, or is it kind of the same for you? No, no, it's the same. Yeah. And um, this is, it's one of those games where it, I mean, obviously whether Jimmy Garoppolo comes back does matter. Yeah. But the Dolphins, I mean, they're a team that week one, they didn't look great against the the, um, the Patriots, but they were at least in the game in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. still trying to make plays. Buffalo, they had a chance to win. They took the lead at one point. Um, Seattle, like you just said, final drive, they have a chance to at least tie the game up. Like this is a team that can hang that around. can be that can hang around, you know, and at least be there in in that that last those last couple drives. Um, where there's, they still have a chance to make some plays and win. Now, granted, they haven't really done it, um, any of those comeback wins, but but they are always right there. So for me, um, I'm going to take if, – if Jimmy G is back, I'm going to take the 49ers minus eight. I just think they're yeah. a better team. Um, but but if he's not, I think I think the Dolphins to cover eight here is, is not a bad-looking bet. Um, now, if they were at like five and a half or six – Maybe I'd be a little nervous, but you're giving me a point more than a touchdown. I'm going to take the Dolphins if, if they're on their third-string quarterback. But if, if Jimmy G's back, I will I will take the 49ers minus eight. Okay, yeah. So we'll wait on that one to officially give it out. I, I either way, am going to go with the 49ers minus eight. I just think coaching-wise, Kyle will be able to get it done. I, the, the Philadelphia game, it was just so clunky because Nick Mullins looked so good against the Giants uh, the week before that it was like, oh, they'll, they'll easily coast past the 49ers. And then he really, really looked lost in that game. They obviously throw in C.J. Beathard. So quarterback situation is totally weird. But I think that Kyle is now planning for that. And I think really the I think where it's going to come down to is the run game for the 49ers. I mean, they design run schemes like no other um, if they get some of their guys back this week, especially, I'm not sure what's going on with Mostert uh, when he's coming back. That, it, there's just so many things up in the air for this 49ers team. Um, I like the idea of holding it out to see what quarterback is going to play, so maybe I'll just do that as well too. But I'll tell you, I'm inclined to take the 49ers right now, minus eight, no matter who's there. You also have you know, the East Coast team traveling to the West Coast. We saw when Seattle traveled the opposite way, it was a clunky game. Um, and and, and I, I don't know, I just... Fitzy, man, he. I, I, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a fun guy. Uh, I just think that at some point we got to see what we have out of Tua. Um, I think that this is going to be another pretty bad loss for him, and, and I'm going to get the 49ers minus eight. Yeah, and I just have a couple more notes about um, this game. The one um, with Fitzpatrick, I believe that I saw um, a report that like confirmed that Fitzpatrick was starting this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... Which just like the idea that there's a report that's confirming that means that there is some question about it. Right. So, so I think soon we can see Tua. Um, and then also, um, I'm really just mad at the 49ers for losing to the Eagles. I think the uh, Eagles are just so bad. So and, bad. And, and, and
and so that also gives me a bad taste for him out. But but we can move on. But the, but that's just no, I yeah. don't know why. Especially if Jimmy G's not back, I, I'm gonna pick the Dolphins. It, it's a frustrating game because that that game was so annoying. Because even alone, you know, yes, the the both teams are extremely banged up between the Eagles and the 49ers. But the coaching advantage, you just expected the 49ers to bring their A game and just wipe away the floor. You know, wipe away the Eagles just based off coaching alone. Um, obviously it didn't go that way. So I agree with you. I definitely have a bad taste in my mouth. And especially, look, we have to consider that the, these injuries might just be too much. This might just be a down season for the 49ers if they can't um, yeah. if they can't find suitable replacements on defense, if Jimmy still needs more time, if the wide receivers are, are too young really to, to get comfortable working together yet. So this will be one of those big games where I, I agree. You said it at the beginning of the show. We're going to learn a lot about these teams. I think that this one will be a pretty telling sign for where the 49ers are headed this season. If they can win comfortably, if it's a little bit icky, um, we're going to learn a lot about San Francisco. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, so a really ugly game happening uh, in Dallas. The 0-4 New York Giants, who've scored three touchdowns all season, taking on the 1-3 Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys... Offense is absolutely terrific. They score points like no other, but the flip side is they have to score even more points because that defense is atrocious. The front seven is injured and gets gashed. Uh, we saw the Browns run for 307 yards last week against them without Nick Chubb for, I'd say, three quarters of that game. Um, uh, so, Look, the Giants obviously are one of the worst teams in football. Dallas doesn't look a whole lot better as a as a total unit, but their their offense is definitely way way further ahead than with the Giants. Uh, the Cowboys open up as ten point favorites. Very interesting game, Teddy. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, this is another one of those games, big spread, um, kind of kind of nerve wracking. But if if you just look at this objectively, I mean. Yeah, the, the Cowboys, just like you said, they have great offense and not that great of a defense. But, you know, what's great for their defense is they get to play the Giants. You right. know? And, and I don't really see the Giants doing much. Um, like I said last week, I was giving them way too much credit, and I'm, I'm giving up on them. Um, who did the Giants play last week? I think, you're ta- I think you're referring to two weeks ago when you bet on the Giants um, 49ers game. No, right. But then, so then last last week, week they played the Rams. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So last week I bet against the Giants and they screw me. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna outsmart the system and I'm gonna bet against the Giants again, especially with the Cowboys. I just think they'll put up a lot of points. Um, to be honest with you, and I just don't think the Giants will. So Cowboys minus ten. I'm in on it. Yeah, Teddy, I, I see you've been betting on the Giants a bunch here. I'm trying to see the last time you didn't bet on the Giants. Teddy, you No, have... no, no, I did not bet on the Giants last week. Last week you bet against them and they covered, right? Right. And then the week before you bet on the Giants to cover against the 49ers, they didn't. They got blown oh, oh, out. And then the week before you bet on the Giants plus 5.5 and, and they did cover that. So that was a right one. So yeah, the Giants are one of those teams. It's so interesting because aside from the 49ers game, they've hung around some teams that are significantly better than them. You know, the Steelers was a 10-point game, as we said, to open the season where, you know, it was a lot closer than 10 points, you know, the final score read. You know, they almost beat the Bears. They were driving on them the end of the game. 49ers absolutely blown out. And then the Rams, uh, eight-point game there. So it was very close. Um, I just think there's just not enough on offense for the Giants here. 
I really want to bet with them because it seems like it, they're a team that can hang around. And 10 points to get them plus 10 is great, but I just think uh, the Dallas offense really at the receiver position is going to be the, the, the most devastating thing they faced all year. You know, the Rams obviously have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, some nice tight end play. But other than that, they haven't really faced a ton of electric receivers. And then you give them Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and uh, CeeDee Lamb. I just think it's going to be too much to handle. Um, Giants are going to fall to 0-5. I got the Cowboys minus 10 as well. So a game that we're going to discuss uh, just for the sake of it, you know, possibly still happening, um, but we don't have a line for right now. So for this game, this upcoming game, we're just going to have to throw out. If the spread releases and we can bet on it, it'll be in that graphic. If the game doesn't end up getting played for whatever reason, we'll have to, we'll, we just, you know, we'll just talk about this game right now and if they reschedule it, we'll talk about it again when it does. But the one in three Broncos, um, who might be getting Drew Locke back this week, he is questionable. Um, I am most likely on the side of they probably won't throw him back here. And they've got a bye coming up, so maybe they'll just wait till after the bye to make sure he's 110% healthy. Traveling to New England to take on the Patriots, um, who, like we said, you know, Cam's still dealing with COVID. What's that whole situation going to be? There's a lot of reasons why this line isn't out there yet. Um, but, Ted, you know, I, I think we can both agree, you know, up to a certain extent that we take the Patriots here. It's a very bad Broncos team, a very injured Broncos team, and a Patriots team that is the best coached in football, very talented on defense. And, look, even if Cam Newton isn't going to be playing, I still have confidence in, in Josh McDaniels and in Bill Belichick to get things done do you think that this is a game where it's like you think it'd be closer than, than a blowout victory for the Patriots? Um, not particularly. You know, I definitely... Watching um, the Patriots without Cam Newton last week mm -hmm. was interesting, especially because we got to see Hoyer and Stidham and both really didn't show anything great. Right. Um, what I think is interesting, you just think about during the offseason before the Patriots got Cam and a lot of guys were trying to hype up Stidham. Um, but I think what, what is important to remember is that once they got Cam Newton, they started designing their offense for a Cam Newton, you know. So so yeah. those reps that Stidham is running in practice are for an offense that's not designed around him. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. So... So I think I think that kind of lends to how badly they've looked. And at the end of the day, I do just think you're right um, that the Patriots are um, they're just going to be a well coached team. They're going to have a good game plan, and especially when you're going up up against a banged up team. If anyone has any confidence in the Broncos after last week, don't because they should have beaten the Jets. Anyone who was picking the Jets was stupid. I told everyone not to pick the Jets. Yeah. Um, but so. So yeah, I just I, I think you're right. Um, I don't I would have to see an exact number to say for sure just because of the Stidham thing. I think Cam like maybe could play since he hasn't shown any symptoms. Right. Um, but but I don't know. But um, yeah, I would agree. I think I think I'm more more inclined to take the Patriots than I would be the Broncos. Yeah, you know, you nailed it right on the head. This offense is designed for Cam Newton, who is a very specific quarterback that this offense only works for. You know, four or five quarterbacks in the league that have his skill set so then to say okay on short notice in just a few days we have to completely revamp how we are running things for to fit the needs of Brian Hoyer and then Jarrett Stidham so I agree you know I, I it was a it was a clunky game on Monday night with Cam in there there's a very good possibility they win that game um, so I agree I think 
we can both agree that the Patriots, one way or another, win this game against Denver. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see what the line is. So make sure to, to head over to Twitter. Uh, I'm at Blake Andrew Pace. You're at Teddy Huncho. Um, we'll, we'll tweet out the graphics, um, I believe, as soon as we get some of these lines out and get them all confirmed. Um, but this is one I think, you know, Patriots win. And then depending on the spread, we're probably going to side with them too. Um, so let's see. We've got three games left today. Uh, to me, Ted, I don't know if you agree, but this next one I think is the game of the week. Um, and it's the two 3-1 teams. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who just beat the 3-0 Chicago Bears, um, have been on a roll defensively since that game against Jacksonville. Um, traveling to take on Cleveland, who, as we were just saying, ran for over 300 yards on the Cowboys. The offense looks humming. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is getting involved in more ways than you know ever imaginable last season, and even to start off the year, they're just they're really trying to get him involved um, in, in as many ways as possible. This one opens up Colts on the road minus one and a half. This game scares the shit out of me. Um, it, it's going to be so interesting to see how it goes. Before I give my breakdown, Ted, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I, I mean, you you with your opening, you uh, you had it exactly right. I have right here one of the most exciting games um when i first looked at the slate i think that's when i instantly texted you and i said colts are playing the browns this week i was I, yeah I, and that that's one of those games where I, I needed to see the line and a lot of times you can say okay seahawks eagles like i'll probably take the seahawks no matter what the line is or something like that this is a game where where we have a lot to learn you know oh yeah <clears throat> and both of these teams you have the colts who have Played, they dominated Minnesota, dominated the Jets. Last week against Chicago, they didn't look great offensively, but mm-hmm. still they had control of that game, um, the whole game. Then you have the Browns, who have beaten Cincinnati, beaten Washington, beaten Dallas, all with scoring over 30 points a game. Last week, scoring almost 50. I think I think both of these teams, and this is what I this is what I love these hard games, but this is where we learn about teams. This is where you can take these and, and keep going, you know, and, and actually learn about a team. And I think both of these teams have a chance to prove maybe they were just playing bad defense these past couple weeks, defenses, and and um, and that's why they were winning. But maybe maybe they are clicking and maybe they're going on a run now. The Browns are a team that I'm usually low on, um, and and I always think the Browns are just a little bit too overhyped these past couple of years, and so so I'm going to take the Colts minus one and a half because I think the Colts are a very well put together team. I don't think the Browns will be able to run the ball the same way mm-hmm. against the Colts without um, Nick Chubb and just against that front seven. Granted, right. I do think Kareem Hunt is a great, great, great player, don't get me wrong, but yeah. um, but I'm going to take the Colts here, but I'll tell you right now, my viewpoint on the Browns is already shifting. I'm already, mm-hmm. um, I'm already kind of thinking I'm wrong and and believing in them a little more. Their offense has just been clicking, which is something that we really didn't see often last year. Yeah. Um, but so I'm going to take the Colts. I have minus one and a half. Is that what is that what we have it at? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take the Colts. But but this is a game. This is the game of the week. I'm so excited. I and and it's 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 going to be 
who knows? Maybe the Browns are turning into that team that everyone thought they were gonna yeah. last year. You know what I mean? Like, and, and maybe the Colts are, are Philip Rivers. Is he gonna step up? It's just it's a very interesting game, and I'm 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 so excited. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's extremely exciting. I, I think if you're if you're an individual who really loves just watching one on one matchups in a football game, and you can like glue yourself to watching two players just battle it out all day, the matchup of the week, player versus player is going to be DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle for the Colts, against Wyatt Teller, the right guard for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Wyatt Teller, if the season ended today, he would be a first-team All-Pro guard, in my opinion. DeForest Buckner would be a first-team All-Pro defensive tackle up there with uh, up there with Aaron Donald. These two are just going to try and beat the shit out of each other all day. It, it, this game is, on both sides of the ball, it's going to be so fun in the trenches because... The Browns have, you know, Miles Garrett. They've got some D tackles that are good. Olivier Vernon on the other side. The Colts have a great offensive line. On the flip side, like I was just saying, the Colts front seven. Uh, since in the last 10 games uh, of this Colts defense, they're allowing 2.7 yards per carry, uh, which is by far the best in statistical categories this season. They're the best in yards. They're the only team to hold every opponent to under 300 yards uh, in each, each game this season. Um... I am going to go Colts minus one and a half. It scares me that this line opened up at three and it's and it shrunk to Colts minus one and a half. So you can tell there are a lot of people that are feeling confident in the Browns. Um, but when I when I think of where this game is going to go wrong, I think it's just like you said, the, the Browns aren't going to rush for 300 yards on this Colts defense. It, if, they, if they can run the ball, then the Browns can probably win this game, in my opinion. I just don't think they're going to be able to. Injuries are another thing that we really have to pay attention to because defensive tackle play for the Browns is thin. They're a little banged up. And then the Colts, their linebackers are injured. You know, Darius Leonard is probably not going to be playing. There's some other guys out there that aren't going to be available at linebacker. So going to be very thin there. So maybe you'll see a lot of passes to Kareem Hunt on play action, things like that, to get him involved in the passing game. And on the flip side for the Colts' offense... The things that worry me the most, Costanzo at left tackle is questionable right now. He's dealing with a rib injury. Really need him available in this game, uh, matching up against Miles Garrett, um, because you know outside of this offensive line, it, you know it's it's a very good front five. Um, the depth worries me a little bit. And then what we need to see from from the Colts offense, look, it hasn't been great. That's what I'll, I'll say. You know they're they're putting up points here and there. Um, but the offense has struggled uh, a decent amount this season. Um, Jonathan Taylor needs to see the, the field a little bit better. He has some vision issues where he doesn't really see the open holes and, and has a lot of, he leaves a lot of yards to be had on the field. And then in the passing game, I need to see a little bit more out of Phillip Rivers. He's been very efficient, which is the plan this year is to just have him be a game manager. Don't have him try and do too much. If, per, if you're leading in the fourth quarter, you're going to protect that lead. If you're trailing, it's, it's a scary sight. Um, I, I'm sorry I'm just pouring out all of this stuff that I have on this game because it really is it, it is the game of the week. There are a lot of games this week. You know, Just going through the slate, it's like, eh, that game's not that interesting. Oh, that's a blowout. There's not a ton of games that really scream you know, like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. This game is going to be great, and I'm excited to learn about both these teams the, the thing I always say, I was texting uh, some buddies last night. The thing I always say about the Colts is when nobody is talking about them, I'm always amping them up. And then as soon as they start to win, I become a little bit of a pessimist where I start to like, okay, now, now too many people are talking about them. Now I am kind of a little worried. Um, I'm going to take the Colts to win this one at, just like you are. 
it's it's going to be such a fun game, man. I'm really excited. As a as a football fan, if you just enjoy watching two teams try and beat the shit out of each other in the trenches, this is going to be the best opportunity I think we've had this season so far. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right, so we got two games left: Sunday night football, Monday night football. Both are big spreads this week. Um, we've got the Minnesota Vikings one and three traveling to Seattle, who is four zero this season. Um, Minnesota gets their first win against the Texans last week. They ran the ball extremely well. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks had a little bit of a clunky win over Miami, but a win is a win. Russ still looks great. The defense still scares the shit out of me. Seahawks open up as seven-point favorites. Teddy, are you buying that the Vikings are finding their groove, or is Seattle too much to make this a close game? Blake, let me ask you a question, man. Yep. Is it broken? Is what broken? Is it broken? Because if it's not broken, yeah. <laughs> don't fix it. Seahawks, 4-0 against the spread. This is my favorite bet. Seahawks minus seven. Let's go. I don't care about the Vikings offense. I don't care about the Seahawks defense. Shit. The Seahawks are the team to bet. I'm going to keep doing it until they until they stop. And then that next week, I'm going to do it again because <laughs> I love the Seahawks. And seven points is nothing for Russell Wilson. Just like last week, he wins by eight. I'm taking the Seahawks minus seven. Oh, man, that really ruined my confidence. I'm going the opposite <laughs> way. I'm going the opposite way. I'm taking the Vikings plus seven. Um, really, I, I just think here's the thing. I always have been preaching for the first month of this season. We got to give times, give teams that have found some new pieces, added some new elements to the coaching staff. They need to get some time to find their groove. And I think the Vikings are one of those teams where, okay, we need Justin Jefferson to get his feet wet. You know, we need to see if he can be a reliable number two, two weeks in a row. He's looked very good. Uh, you know, offensive coordinator, they they lose Kevin Stefanski. The new OC has to get things going. I believe it's – do they have Gary Kubiak right now as, as OC? I can't remember. But um, I, I look, I agree. The Seahawks are one of the best teams in football. But I think right now no running back is playing at a better level as just a pure runner, not, not including the pass game. No one is running the football better than Dalvin Cook, and that – worries me for the Seattle front seven. I agree with you. I Well, you feel you feel way confident about it. I don't feel confident because I'm on the other side, obviously. Um, so I'm going to take the Vikings plus seven. I just think I, I, I'm just waiting to see a team that can keep pace with Seattle, keep their offense off the field. And if Dalvin Cook can run the ball, just as they did last week against the Texans, they can keep, if they, if they kept Deshaun Watson off the field, if they can keep Russell Wilson off the field, I think this is a close game. I am still picking the Seahawks to win. I just think it's going to be a field goal or four points. Uh, I just think that the Vikings make this closer um, than everybody might expect it to be. So we disagree on this one, Ted. I'm going to go with the Vikings plus seven. Yeah, and, and let me just touch on the Vikings quick. I do – the Seahawks defense has been you – know, you know I play a lot of fantasy, so do you. Um, Seahawks defense has not been a, a good defense at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I do think that Justin Jefferson has a really good game this week. Yeah. Um, and I think exactly what you said, if Dalvin Cook can get it going, I think that's always kind of the question for um, for the Vikings. If, yeah. if, if Dalvin Cook can get it going, if they can get that run game going, then they're going to be a lot better than they are if he doesn't. Um, but again, I just I think the Seahawks. I just picture yourself Russell Wilson tie ball game with four minutes left. I'm taking them to score a touchdown. 
every time. Like yeah. I, I just I have that kind of confidence in the Seahawks. So right. so for me, I'm just I'm. I do think I think this is an over game. The over is really high. It's like 57 and a half. Um, I might take that. It's pretty high, but maybe not. But I think this is going to be a high scoring affair either way. And I just I think the Seahawks will be able to be up by a touchdown. Yeah, the the thing that worries me is like I said, if 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 the Vikings could get the ground game going, this might be a close game to me. Um, but on the flip side, their defense has been really bad this year. Really, really bad. You know, they, the Texans almost came back in that game where the Vikings took, you know, their foot off the gas a little too early. Um, look, I probably lean the way that if the Seahawks win, this could be an ugly one. I just think it might just be a little bit closer. Kind of like what we saw, you know, this is reminds me of last Sunday night where it's like we expect... Just this team that's been rolling, their offense is cooking to just flat out dominate. Meanwhile, we've got a really shaky team that really hasn't found their groove in the Eagles, and then they end up even winning that game. I don't think the Vikings win this one. I just think it's a little bit closer, just given all the circumstances around it. And plus, you know, even to consider, I I think the Seattle defense is bad. They're also injured. You know, Jamal Adams is missing another week. and so I know you don't know who that is, Teddy, but you know, they've got some they've got some injuries on the back end of that defense. Going to be going to be an interesting game. It, it could be very ugly and a very boring game by the middle of the third quarter, or we could say, "Oh, this is they're hanging around here." Now Russ needs to really dial it up in the fourth quarter. So um, I guess I'm excited to watch it. I wish the Vikings were a little bit better, so I could say, "Oh, we got a prime time, you know, amazing matchup." Um, but you know, maybe they can hang around and keep it close. Yeah, we shall see. Yep. All right. So one game left on the slate. We aren't talking. I, I wanted to mention this. We haven't talked about the uh, the Bills Titans game. I don't know if you want to discuss it right now. They're kind of just saying they might play Monday and Tuesday, but the Titans keep getting positive tests. I I hate the Titans right now. They're just fucking this whole thing up. Um, I, I did you want to say anything about if that game happens, or do we just kind of put out our pick in the very case that they do schedule it sometime this week? I mean, I just want the Titans having that practice. Like, I understand players yeah. um, trying to kind of stay yeah. the course. And, and in a in, in another world when when COVID isn't like the main um, thing, having a players practice seems like a great thing to do. You know, because you don't want to lose any of that any of that whatever that you got going. But but it's just like be smarter. You know, that's right. obviously a blatant uh, violation of like the rules that are in place. Um, for me. I, like you know, I'm confident in the Bills. Really, whatever the Bills spread is, I'd probably take it. I think it'll Same. be anywhere between three and six, but yeah, but I'd probably take the Bills. Well, even even to consider the fact, you know, I don't want to talk about this game too much, too, because I agree with you. You're, you you got to consider the fact that the Titans are going to have upwards of 20 players usually on their roster that aren't available for this game. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys that can't play. You know, they recently just, the most recent add to the COVID list was Corey Davis, which if A.J. Brown still isn't ready, there goes their receiver talent. So I I agree with you. This would just be a bill spread if they throw it in, um, just because the Titans, like I said, you know, they've just got a lot of people that aren't available now. And so... Um, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. My thoughts are probably that Titans are still going to have positive tests and this game can't be played this week. Um, yeah, I would agree. And with the practice, I agree with you, man. Like, I, I know we need a football field to have practice, but, like, you know, in the open where people can see, it's just like, ah, I don't know about that one. Like, people are going to drive by and say, hey, those are those are professional football players playing in this open field. Let me take a quick picture. So I just right, don't yeah, – yeah. they weren't smart about it. 
Um, but all right, enough about the Titans. Let's get to this final game here. Monday Night Football, the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert at the helm. Teddy, he keeps looking more and more impressive with each week. I know they haven't been winning with him necessarily, but he looks really good. Um, they're traveling to take on the New Orleans Saints, who you know gave up the first 14 points of the game to the Lions. They gave up the last uh, 15 points as well, too. Fortunately for the Saints, they scored the middle 35. They're at 2-2 two and two now. Uh, the Saints open up this one as eight-point favorites, Monday Night Football. I'm excited for this game, not going to lie. I, I just am excited to watch Justin Herbert play. He's a very exciting player and a guy that I've been rooting for for a couple years now, going back to his time in Oregon. Um, you know, I do have my questions about the Saints, but there's no question they're a very good football team. Where do you go with this one, Ted? Yeah, I, um, I agree with you. I actually have really been liking um, watching Justin Herbert play. Yeah. Uh, they obviously haven't been getting these the wins these past couple weeks, but but I do just think he's kind of a baller. Um, and I do, I hope he plays well. Like you, I, I'm, I'm excited to to watch him, but I'm not, I'm not going to bet on him playing well. You know, rookie quarterback. Um, in in an okay, system, or a, okay situation with the Chargers, but nothing crazy. Um, I'm going to keep rolling with the Saints. Do you know, we keep asking this every week, and I never know, is Michael Thomas going to be back? I don't know. It's yeah, it's still up in either. the air. I, I'm just, uh, if he's if it's still a question, just don't put him out there yet. I just, yeah. I, there, there's no need to rush in a high ankle sprain. Those things are just so tough to play through. There's a, a risk of being even more injured if you throw him out. Um, I think he's still questionable. Um, I, I'd say I don't expect him to play, but also it's an, they get an extra day. What's up with the Saints in Monday Night Football games? Dude, I was just about to say, they love playing Monday Night Football. I don't they get absolutely it. absolutely love it. And Sunday Night Football. And, and this game, too, they're, they're talking the potential. That they might play this in Indianapolis. They might play this in the yeah. Colts Stadium Monday night just because of the hurricane situation. Um, yeah. But so, so you're going Saints minus eight? Yeah, um, and so... I just want to say, even without Michael Thomas, one of that first game they didn't have him against the Raiders was when I really got worried, and Emmanuel Sanders looked really, really bad. These past two weeks, he's looked a lot better. I mean, even if he hasn't been, like, an all-star, he's still looked a lot better. He's been getting his receptions, hasn't been dropping the balls, been catching some kind of iffy, iffy throws. So, so I'm more high on the Saints than I was. They've kind of shown me these past couple weeks that I can believe in them again. Um, when I originally took this, it was minus seven and a half, and I was going to definitely buy a half point. Mm -hmm. Now with it being minus eight, uh, I will probably buy it to minus seven, but still, I, I, I think the Saints will win this game. Um, so yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, I, I think the same. Uh, this is kind of a similar situation with me too, where you know the Vikings. I, I don't think they're going to beat the Seahawks. I think it's going to be close. I still think that this is going to be a close game. The Saints' defense still hasn't. You know, they've got so much talent, which is why it's so confusing. But outside of the Tampa game, they haven't really proved anything to me. You know, the Lions put up 29 points. The Ra uh, the Raiders put up 30 plus points on them. The Packers, they put up a 37 points on them. There are questions about this Saints defense, and that's the problem is that they are talented. They have a lot of talented players, but for some reason, teams are putting up points on them. Um, you know, they might have it, uh, you know, pretty good because it's a young quarterback who's still trying to figure out the league, so that might be an advantage for them. But I'm going to take the Chargers plus eight. Uh, not having Austin Eckler really does hurt them. Um, he's going to be out for, you know, the next four to six weeks. But... Um, 
I just I love what's rolling with Herbert. He kept going back and forth with Tampa, so it's not a situation where I think you know the Saints are just going to blow them out. I think it's going to be back and forth. You know, I think they're going to be able to keep pace. And um, if they were able to get things moving on Tampa's defense last week, and I think uh, I, I think very highly of Todd Bowles in that defense. I know you don't know who that is either, Teddy. Um, but there's a, there a lot of former Jets that are doing well out there, aren't there, Ted? What's hilarious is that like Todd Bowles, the whole Jets. Like fan base was amped when Todd Bowles got fired. Yeah, and now it's like I would do anything for Todd Bowles. You know, <laughs> he's he's a he's a terrific defensive coordinator. I'm I'm hoping he doesn't take another head coaching job. I hope he just sticks as a DC and and is one of those guys that is like, okay, I'm just going to be Wade Phillips, where I'm just going to be a terrific defensive coordinator for my career. Um, he's doing really well in Tampa. Can and you yeah, imagine if the Jets hired him as their head <laughs> If they brought him back again, oh my God, <laughs> that would be... Yeah, let's try it again. Let's see where it goes. That would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on the flip side with you here. I'm going to take the Chargers plus eight. I just think it's going to be a closer game. Um, Herbert goes back and forth. I say Chiefs probably... Or, uh, sorry, not Chiefs. Uh, Saints probably win this by five or six points. Um, so that'll do it for week five. Teddy, one note for you. You have taken all but one favorite over the last two weeks. Um, you, you initially had taken the uh, pa- oh, the Patriots. I didn't even think about it. We, we talked about it last week because after you moved away from the Patriots, you were like, wow, I took all favorites last week. Uh, this week again, you take the Panthers plus one, and that is the only underdog that you are taking again. So they're favorites for a reason. But, uh, wow, but what am I even but hey, but Teddy, they're the favorites. Like, and you're you're 22, 19, and three. So you're winning your picks. Um, it's it's probably the way to go. Especially, you know, some of these lines are a little bit closer. But but yeah, very interesting to see you. You've gone favorites. Only one here is the Panthers. So I'm excited to see what happens in that game because that's also one where we disagree on. I took the favorite in that game. So yeah, um, maybe let's hope Jimmy G doesn't play. So I have the Dolphins as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. Teddy, uh, before we wrap things up, because I know we're getting a little long on this, just hit me your three favorite bets of the week. I'll give you mine, and we'll head out of here. Yeah, definitely. So, um, like you said, definitely love the Rams against the uh, football team, minus seven. I definitely am going to keep riding the Seahawks, minus seven, um, against the Vikings. And and right here, we keep saying this is an interesting week. I, I'm, I actually didn't pick my favorite bets beforehand i just kind of went through um and i'm looking right now to see which ones i absolutely love yeah and there's really not a lot i'm gonna go um steelers minus seven Mm -hmm. as my last one um just because i just don't think the eagles are a good team man i really don't i don't think they are either i think i think you're pretty low on the steelers i'm pretty high on the steelers so so give me steelers minus seven over the eagles I'll have three minus sevens for my favorites, and we'll see how I do. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on the Rams. I'm going to take them um, as seven-point favorites there. I'm going to take the Cardinals minus seven. God damn it, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury. If you fuck this up for me three weeks in a row now, I'm I'm just going to be so frustrated if they fall to two and three somehow after this easy cupcake of a schedule through the first five weeks. I'm gonna take a minus. Yeah, that would. Oh, that would be so brutal to me. I'm gonna take. And you know what's funny too is they're they're 100 gonna be in my teaser again this week. I I'm gonna tease them down to just a you know minus one. And I've said for two weeks now that I wasn't gonna do it. Um, And I'm with you. I didn't have my third one yet. Just looking around, I'm gonna go with the Falcons minus one, which is is I. I guess it's one of my favorite bets just because I think they match up well against a very young Panthers defense. 
And um, I'm just going to think that the Falcons can hold them off. But the, the, the scary thing for this to me is that the Panthers' run game has looked really good still with Mike Davis. And Teddy Bridgewater has looked really good throwing to Robbie Anderson. I know you're familiar, you're not familiar with him either. Um, but oh, we're just we're just getting all the former Jets here on this episode. I'm just so good. It's so unfortunate. Yeah, I'm just I'm just a little worried about the Falcons defense against the Panthers offense because the Panthers seem to have something grooving right now. Um, but I'm gonna take the, the Falcons minus one as my third favorite. So Rams, Cardinals, Falcons. Um, and and I think we both can agree we have two picks that we really like. And then one that we're like, eh, about, but I'm going to give three best bets out there for sure. Yeah, awesome. And, and don't, don't forget, uh, we both have the Bucks, so we'll see how that happens. Oh, yep, yep, we both have them. So, yeah, very cool. Yep, all right, so that'll be it, Ted. I appreciate you coming back on as always. Um, you know, make sure to head over to our Twitter if you are listening to to check out for some of those games that the spreads are not out yet for. Obviously, if anything changes uh, with the quarterback situation in San Francisco and Miami, we will update that as well. Um, Ted, anything else you want to say before we wrap things up? No, just want to thank you. I've, I've been having a great time doing this podcast these past couple weeks. Oh, dude. I um, look forward to doing it the rest of the year. It's so and, much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. All right, man. All right, man. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, have a good one. See you, buddy. See ya.